coaches. There is a way to increase your impact without becoming a slave to your business. This is Purpose to Profit, where we talk to top industry experts, coaches, and clients about their strategies that will help you do less and make more. And now, here's your hosts. Hey guys, I'm Adam Marquart. And Sandra Garcia here. And today we have with us Colleen Gallagher. And Colleen is the founder of Colleen Gallagher International, where she is on a mission to guide evolutionary leaders to flow with the evolution of humanity through lifestyle careers. Thanks for joining us, Colleen. Thank you so much for having me, Adam and Sandra. I'm so excited to share this space and co-create this beautiful activation for listeners when they are receiving this. Absolutely. So tell me, how did you get started in all this? And what exactly is evolutionary leadership? Yeah, so I'd love. So we will start my journey. I grew up in Detroit, Michigan, in the USA. For those maybe international listeners, it's in the middle of the US. And I uh, had a very normal upbringing until the age of 14, where I was diagnosed with cancer, which hit me very surprisingly and, and like a bulldozer, really. And what I didn't realize is I, I went throughout my life feeling like, oh, it's it's normal, it's this. But There was a moment in time when I was at the hospital and a dad yelled at a mom saying the only reason we're in this position to not pay for our daughter's treatment is because you're a stay-at-home mom. So what happened to me at the age of 14, I didn't know this then, but a small little thing imprinted in my mind that you needed to chase money in order to have love work and in order to make sure you wouldn't die. So I became this super ambitious girl that was like, I'm going to do all the things, make so much money, be on like Forbes, 30 under 30. And, you know, I really started this from my path from there. And I went to Michigan State University, which is a big college in the U.S. and ended up being a business major to make money (laughs) and had internships since the age of 17 that were all paid. And my one thing was, though, the truth was that I always wanted to travel. As long as I was traveling and experiencing cultures and new things, my heart would be happy. So that was like the savior in this because it always was a way to experience humanity at at all levels and to remember that we're all one. We all co-create together and we all walk a very similar path, but there's things that can cause separation at times. When I traveled, I always remembered to be into cultures with the oneness, with the removing of the separation of success or money or whatever it was. And When I graduated, I I worked for a $23 billion company as a sales engineer. So I was like, I want to be this woman in a 5% like woman field with male dominated everywhere and and all the things. So I did that and I moved all over the US. I moved to Arizona, Texas, and Maryland. And I I had a moment in time when I was sitting there like, wow, like you're covering a multi-million dollar territory. You're doing global accounts. You're doing all of the things. And I remember sitting there like in a room with all older men and we were talking about five-year product lines and what was going to happen. And I came home that day on on my blue couch sobbing, thinking like, this cannot be my life at 23. Like this just cannot be my life for the rest of my life. I know it. And I always had a dream to get to live internationally. But due to America being so hard to enter, you never really think there's an opportunity to get visas elsewhere. So I started just to Google. I'm sobbing. I'm like, let me just Google. You can even get visas. Like, is this even a possibility? Because <laughs> I've been taught it's not <laughs> to do this. So I did that and saw that it was a visa in Australia and New Zealand. And I, I chose that because I've been to Europe a bunch of times already. And I think it was like close to 23 countries or something already at that time. And I saw New Zealand and I said, you know what? I'm going for it. 
I'm going to save my money. And I applied for my visa. I got it within 24 hours, saved for three months, left my job and went to New Zealand. And everyone was like, you are crazy. You're throwing your life away. What are you doing? And all of the things. And I ended up going back to corporate because I wasn't sure what I wanted yet. I was like, I know I want to help people. I know I really want to help people achieve all of these things I've created, all the friendships, all of the abundance, the success, whatever it is. But I was like, I just don't know how to do it yet. So within four weeks of moving to New Zealand, I manifested a job with a $400 million company. That was an American company, but it was traveling all over Australia and New Zealand. Again, my dream. So I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I just manifested this really quickly. What else can I do? And I started looking at the entrepreneur world and like, what can I do and, and all the things. So I went to an entrepreneur retreat in Fiji and it was like all New Zealand entrepreneurs. I remember emailing people like, is it okay if I go because I'm American? Am I allowed? Like, and I ended up going and I sat there and was like, oh, I'm, I'm so silly to do this. Like, how could I be doing this? There's like multimillionaires around here, people that are globally recognized for their business. I just like want to spread some love in the world. <laughs> and uh, I sat there and went over to the ocean and I took a picture of the sunset and behind the sunset was a heart. And I said, wow, like this is a sign that I, I'm going, I get to figure out how to make this work. I get to do this. This is going to be fun. It's going to be a game and it's going to be a hell of an adventure. And I went into it was like, all right, I'm going to write a book. I'm going to do like figure out how I need to leave and all these things. And so I left my corporate job. I, I put my four weeks notice in with $5,000 in my bank account to uh, publish my book, not even had a program done. I was still working with the digital strategist. And I was like, I'm going to travel the world while I do, while I start this. And um, that was in January of 2018. And from that place, Wow, I've been around the world twice. I've had amazing leaders transform and held so much space. I've met extraordinary humans. I'm furthering my education to get into consulting with companies as well and help people that are owning multiple businesses understand how to connect them. And my next book will be coming out soon. That's incredible. That is, I loved hearing every part of that. And the thing that I want to kind of go back to because I feel like a lot of people are either have experienced this or maybe they are currently experiencing this. So I don't want to just pass over it. And the thing that I think was so interesting is you said about just chasing the money. And mm -hmm. what's funny is I was telling a story earlier today to somebody about how all through high school, I knew that I was going to be successful. And I kept telling people this, but I didn't know how I didn't have clarity on what that looked like. And so through most of my 20s, I spent my time, energy, and focus chasing business ventures or going down roads. And for me, the motive was always the financial side. It was always the money. It was always just chasing the money and chasing the money and chasing the money. And so there were times where I feel like I got caught up in that or distracted or ventured off of my purpose Mm -hmm. because I thought that the only way you could be successful is if you were aligned with money. And yes, you have to make money. I get that. But I'm saying if you're chasing something where money is the objective and there's no passion, there's nothing there to fuel you, when it gets hard, you're going to start, you're going to stop, you, you're going to quit, you're going to change directions. And so I love hearing that, you know, you've, I don't love hearing that you've gone through that, but I think that it's a powerful thing to note because, you know, a lot of people struggle with that. And there's so much opportunity there when you step up and step into your purpose, things happen easier and things can happen. I hate using the word effortlessly because it's, it still takes work. It's still, you know, it's not like I dream of genie where I just sit there and, and, you know, snap my fingers and it happens, but you're more aligned with what you're doing. So it, 
it's the difference between being pulled through life versus being pushed through life. That's my opinion on that. I love it. And, and yeah, and, and one thing that I say that I look really deeply into this and believe so deeply is back to what I said, when I realized at cancer with a young age and I realized how similar we all are, like when you sit there and you're at 14 and you have no idea what cancer means, you just have the scar on your neck. People are making fun of you. People are looking at you like you're a deaf child. You don't really understand, but you feel things like you understand the feeling that people are giving you. And when you're in hospitals and you're seeing how little kids react to it and how adults react to it, you understand, wow, the precious value of life, the precious value of time, and what activates in you is what really matters. And we all have that one thing that we know matters. And like I said, mine was experiencing cultures, experiencing traveling, because that allows us to see how similar we all are. No matter if you're a builder, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a CEO, if you care about sustainability, if you care about, I mean, building better beaches in the world, whatever it is that you care about, you have a divine passion for something. Like you have something you purposely care about. And there's so many vehicles you are able in this day and age to allow that purpose to come through you. And so as I was traveling and as I realized all these things, every step that I took, every step that I still take is always based on what new experience and culture am I going to is going to come through me for my next layer of success, for my next layer of divine freedom that allows other people to live into their freedom, their like purposeful freedom. And, you know, whether it was the money and, and I was, I mean, really successful. I think it was what, like close to $70,000 at the age of 23 when I had like a company car, healthcare, expenses paid for everything. And, and same with New Zealand, like I'm traveling every week. What more could you want? Like, what more could you want? That's the dream. Like, you had it all. And, and you know, to quit with that amount, it was never like, oh, this is so easy. Like, let's pass over the feelings of anxiety or the, the anxiety attacks that did happen. Like, that still happened. But I was always more committed to my vision and more committed to my purpose to awaken other people to see this can be their life, to awaken other people to see they can live with freedom on their terms. And not everyone's freedom is traveling the world like a crazy person, maybe like Colleen, but we all have like a crazy freedom that we desire to embody and that we get to embody. And it's a choice, like you said, and it's not work. It's not whatever. It's aligned action. And it's, it's taking that, you know what, I'm going to take this masculine identity, this masculine action, but move into it with feminine flow. And it's embodying both of those to really bring to life your vision, to bring to life your purpose, like your divine freedom you deserve to have, you get to have. But the choice that comes down to how committed are you? to be in the fear of money or to be in alignment with your purpose, which then creates abundance in every area of your life at rapid rates. That is incredible. I am sitting over here smiling so hard. I am curious, how do you empower, how do you awaken people to pursue their dreams knowing that everybody's desires will manifest in a different way? Yeah. And, you know, I love this question and I love to dive into this because evolutionary leadership, I mean, when you're truly embodying this, it's just the willingness to see things differently. It's the willingness to say, you know what? This is what I'm doing right now, but I desire to transform. I desire to shift culture. So that empowers not only myself, but for others to get behind this true leadership and purpose and excitement and emotion. And, you know, the four steps that I take people through is, is the first one is you have an evolving lens. So perspective, what is the lens that you currently have? And what is the lens you're currently co-creating with, with your life and the world? What are you allowing other people to come through to co-create with you? And 
when we get so in our ways or so in our life, we, we miss sometimes that our perspective narrows and we miss that we can see other people being able to help us willing to see things differently. And when you can take that lens and you can look at things from different perspectives around the world and your life from, from all of the knowledge, all the experience that already exists around you, that creates an evolving brand. Once you have the brand that's evolving, that's like going on and co-creating and sustainable and ever evolving, ever going through evolution and revolution, that is when purpose work actually comes through at greater levels because you're opening to a bigger and bigger pool of opportunities to say yes to. You're not just limiting yourself to this is what I'm used to, this is how it is. You now have a brand that's here's all the opportunities that could happen, here's all the possibilities that can be said yes to because now I'm looking through the perspective of how my purpose gets to create a bigger impact. And from that greater impact, there's going to be a greater income or abundance or fulfillment that naturally shows up. And then once you have that brand and you're open to that and you're seeing that for that purpose, you create a movement. And that's when you really start with looking back at the lens, your brand, what is the story your brand stands for? What is the purpose your brand stands for? How can you allow that purpose, that brand to touch different aspects? So if you have 50 people working for you, if you have two people working for you, what do they care about? Do they care about sustainability? Do they care about travel? Do they care about poverty? Do they care about illegal immigrants? Whatever it is they care about. And how can you start to use your brand as a vehicle, really, for a movement to actually create change through your purpose that you care about? And then from there, you become an evolutionary leader. People become drawn to you. People want to know how they can co-create because they see that their voice matters when they're playing with you, when they're with you and you are divinely opening more and more opportunities for people to come in. I love that. And I think that's so important is looking for those new opportunities. And I think that as a society, sometimes get caught up so much in the competition side of things, which is coming out of a place of scarcity. Now, I will say that I am an incredibly competitive person in the sense that I like to win but I also see that there is opportunity for partnerships and for co-creation and for, you know, working together strategically in whatever capacity that might be out of a place of that can create more abundance. Because the thing that you have to remember is that there is no way, even if we tried, that we could humanly serve everybody in any potential market, right? Mm -hmm. So what that means is that we have the opportunity to really nail, you know, drill down and figure out like who we want to work with, what that looks like and structure that in a way that, Hey, there's an abundance of people out there that can, you know, support us that we can work with, that we can help. And I think that's important to note because the things that people resonate with one person is going to be different than what they resonate with another person. And so that's why it's like, I believe in collaboration, not necessarily competition, even though I am a competitive person, you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. And and I love one thing that you said is, you know, you're a competitive person, but you're competitive with yourself, Adam. It's not that you're competing with other people. You're just like, you're competing in the best version to be Adam, to create a larger impact, which is a leader, which is evolutionary, which is how it should be. And that's the way that, that the world is going. And I talk about this a lot with the new movement or the new era, the social era, whatever it is you want to say. But, um, you know, it's not about competition. It's about being committed to your story, being committed to your vision. And you're not making up stories, but the best story, the person that believes mostly in their story, that story is going to win. That story is what evokes emotion. That emotion is what moves people to start to co-create. And when you expand into larger places, you now have multiple stories working towards a concrete vision, but in multiple places that are now going towards 
greater impact, greater love, greater positivity, greater evolution. That's the truth of our natural beings as humans. That's our truth, not the fear, not I have to do this. Or, that is not natural for humanity to be that way. That has been put upon humanity by different structures and societies and organizations in order for the elite to really like make money off of it, monopolize off of it. When now you have people who are divinely in their purpose going, you know what, this is my story, this is my truth, and here's what I learned. Let's all start a, a brand to start a movement to be leaders that we deserve to be as our natural born gift, as our natural born right. I love that. Yes, yes, yes. So your story, your brand fuels, I think, a greater vision, which creates that momentum for that movement that you're talking about. And what really gets me excited about that is like the way that you're talking, I think of you as like uh, also like a, a visionary right? Mm -hmm. So you are sharing this, this vision, this dream that's bigger than you, and you're inspiring people to buy into that vision and see where they fit. So you're not capable to fulfill this grand vision, this movement on your own, but you're inspiring and you're activating people to either create their own or to come on board to co-create where there's going to be so much opportunity and there's healthy competition with yourself, but everybody is doing what they love in that bigger vision. Everybody is winning. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be, I'm the person on top. It's, it's we're, we're co-creating a space where everybody gets to live in their truth. And that's the direction that I feel like we're all moving in. Yeah. And, and Sandra, I love that. And there's so many great things you put in there. And, and one thing I'd say with that is, you know, the hierarchy structure of, of corporations, let's even talk about that, of, of you have less power, you have this, and there's hierarchy. Like I know with Colin Gallagher International, we have a circle. And in, in our circle of our, of our company, the middle is our heart, is our logo. And that's because we're all moving towards freedom. We're all moving towards how to create freedom codes and how to ignite freedom within people. And my freedom might be very different than your freedom. And it's probably very different than Adam's freedom. But that doesn't matter. It's again, it's an equal experience. And it's the choice that you could just show up for yourself. You could just show up for yourself to co-create with the life that you live to be whatever freedom lifestyle you want, to be whatever that means for you. And, and by that, whether it's like a, doing a podcast, whether it's doing speaking events, whether it's being an author, whether it's being, you know, like I said, a builder, if that's really your freedom, wow, extraordinary. But people sometimes don't believe they have the opportunity or they don't believe they have the choice. But the truth is we always have a choice. We always have a choice to stand in our power. And as I said, it's not that the choices aren't feelings of anxiety or there's feelings of whatnot. I mean, I suffered from anxiety and depression a lot through, through a lot of this. And I still chose the choice to be more committed to my vision. And that's the choice that you get to decide to make. Are you going to remain a prisoner to yourself? It's like um, you have the key to really unlock it. It's right there. You can let yourself free, but it's a choice. And in that choice, there's just different choices that arise. And if you can't handle that responsibility of letting your own self free, how are you going to handle responsibility of six figures, multi-million dollars, having employees? I mean, your problems don't get better. They just get bigger. And their problems are opportunities that you're like, I get to do this now that I'm at the next layer of myself and I'm getting to choose this. And if you want to stay where you are, fine. But the key is there to set you free. How do you find that key? Where and how do you find that key? For every person, it's going to be different. You know, I mean, for me, when I moved to New Zealand, when I, when, I, when I left my corporate job where I was on this great track to be super successful, and for mine, I never thought I had the opportunity to live internationally without corporate America. 
I did study abroad. I traveled on my own, but I never knew that because as America, it's structured. It's so hard to get in. Like, oh my God. And since that, that was put in my mind that was activated. And there was a moment in time when that room like clicked. I said, why don't I Google this? There was a moment in time when I was sitting there sobbing on my couch. I was like in a mutually emotionally abusive situation. And I was, you know, doing this job I hated. I was going out all the time. And I was like, this has to change. This can't be it. And even though I had it all and that moment, it all changed because I saw I had the freedom to choose. And from there, I did like 300 hours of meditation in New Zealand and made these commitments to myself. But every person, it's going to look differently of when that moment comes to them. So you found this key and to unlock your full potential, what's next? How do you identify like it's not enough, or I feel like it's not enough to have the key. How do you know what door it is? How do you know like where you're moving towards, what you're, you're standing for, like what your mission is? Like, how do you identify that? Yeah. So, so first thing I'd want to say, cause I truly believe in this is fuck the how. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, yeah. how? like that is never the question that is like, if anyone's like, how do I do this? How is the money going to show up? Where am I going to do this? No, no, no. You take aligned action to what you want. Like, write out, this is the vision I want for my life. Like, clear, I wanted to travel the world. Like, the next step, like, what was it? A couple weeks ago, I wanted to start flying first class and doing VIP and having the lounges. That was the next level. So I called it in and I created that. And and the next level is, is I don't know, probably doing, like, I think it's $55,000 for a year for your private jet in the U.S. or something. Like, that's probably my next step that I'm calling in. So it's on my timelines. And, and there is never a way I'm saying, how is it going to happen? How is this going to show up? I'm doing that because I know that the people that I'm playing with, the leaders that are stepping up to become evolutionary leaders, the people that are connecting their businesses, the people that are choosing to say, I am more committed to my vision to empower people and create a larger impact and income. I'm so committed to that. That is who I'm getting to play with. And because of that, we're going to be going to, I mean, places that have huge energy things. We're going to be doing huge activation sessions. And so I feel I've never sat there going, how is it going to happen? I've gone, this is what I'm creating. These are the people that I know I'm, I'm here to impact. These are the people that are working for me that they want to desire this impact with the vision. And from there, it's all shown up. But again, it's not like you don't take work. I sit there and I go, hmm, what is the aligned action I need to do today? And I'll, I'll write it out. I'll say, what is the aligned action that needs to be done today? What is the, the things that get to feel good? And if I catch myself where I'm doing something and it doesn't feel good, I go, hmm, why doesn't this feel good? Why am I doing something that's not allowing me to feel good? And then I, I look at it and I go, okay, how can we transform this to feel good? How can we evolve this to start feeling better? Because when we feel good, when we feel good about things, naturally, those are going to occur. And I'll give a quick example because it just came to me. So I wanted to share this. And a lot of people that, that say like, Colleen, well, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Or, you know, I have a surgery. This is a good one. I have a surgery or I owe $500 at the end of the month and I don't know how I'm going to get it. So I don't know what I'm going to do. What happens if I don't get this $500? What are all the consequences? And they go into this like nervous system activation really of like, oh my God, all the things. Well, of course, because you're thinking that our brains are so powerful. I mean, the human brain is astronomically one of the most powerful things in the world. When you start thinking this way, What's allowing to happen is your brain is going, oh, well, I know that's not going to show up, so I'm going to make this happen so she can react to it. Because our brain doesn't know how to handle fear. Our brain doesn't know how to handle the unknown. It thinks if we're going into fear or unknown that we could, we're going into survival mode, like a tiger's attacking us. So, oh, stop. How do we make this? But if we start to feel good about the unknown, we start to go, you know what? I don't know how the $500 is going to show up, but I know that it feels, it's going to feel so good when it does. I know it feels so good to go work out right now. You know, it feels so good to talk to that person or read this email. And that feels really good. 
now I'm starting to do things that feel good. My brain's like, oh, wow, she's feeling really good. She's feeling really good to get this $500. And she's going to go and your brain is going to create the opportunity to meet you there. That's awesome. I love that. We, we uh, actually interviewed somebody that was a law of attraction coach before and we were talking with her about how often people get caught up in actually attracting what they don't want. And so they're like, I want to get out of debt. I want to get out of debt. I want to get out of debt. And they're just focusing on like the debt aspect rather than like the freedom that they want. And so they're, they tend to attract that and, and there's so much more that goes into it. But that's what made me think of it when you said that. And so I love that. I also think that it's really important to understand that you said this over and over again, that, you know, we do have a choice. And I think that people very often are not actually clear on what they want, why they want it. And I'm saying why they want it, even as far as feeling the emotional attachment to that. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, you know, people are like, well, I want a million dollars. It's like, yeah, but like, what does that mean to you? What will that do? Do you actually believe you can have that? How, you know, like not the, how will you get that? But like the clarity on, on what that looks like. And I think that something, a word that you said that triggered me in a positive way was vision. And that so many people lack vision just even for their life. Mm -hmm. And that is such an important component as far as like, where am I going and what do I want and why do I want it? Because I agree, the how, it's not always up to you. But when you're clear on what you want and why you want it, I believe that that's when things start to manifest. That's when things start to get clearer. That's when you start seeing those opportunities and also, you know, training your brain to look and feel for things that you're in alignment with is huge. I, all the time I talk to clients and one of the things that we talk about is what do you feel aligned to do? Because if I ask you to do something that isn't necessarily that you're not in integrity with, it's not going to feel right. Your energy behind it's going to be bad. Like it's probably not going to, you know, play out the way that you want. And so I believe if you really tap into yourself and listen to your gut and your intuition, then your way is the right way. Mm-hmm. And one thing I love that you said, and it really came through is I believe how powerful that statement is. Like, I believe I get to live a freedom lifestyle. I believe I get to let, live a freedom lifestyle. And like, repeat that to yourself over and over and over until you believe it and, and it's embodied in you. And, and back to one thing that you said, two things is uh, a good exercise to do when people are like, I have no idea what I want to do. Well, one thing that I say, like, how did you just move to states, Colleen? Or how do you move countries? Or how do you travel the countries? Like, who takes, like, what goes on and all of this? And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, I could sure get caught up in all of that. Or I could just sit there and be like, all right, here's my options. You always have options in life. Here are my options. I have option this, this, this. Now, let me look backwards on my life and let me connect the dots when I had similar situations occur. So an example would be, I moved to two states without ever going there. And I also moved to New Zealand without ever going there. Got roommates, got whatever, all the things. And people are like, well, how did you do that? I'm like, well, I sat there and I knew in college for whatever reason that I wanted to live with different people every year. That was a commitment I made to myself. So I was like, oh, if I've lived with already 10 different people. Surely there's nothing that can go that bad. You know, I connected the dot to realize, well, this is just my next level of my purpose. This is the next level of what feels good. And because of that, that's what allowed me to be like, oh, I'm moving across the world. <laughs> it wasn't one day I just did that. There was things I looked back and it allowed me to build the courage to connect those dots. And it's not like I had the courage in that moment. I took the time to be like, where have I done this before? Like, where have I created success in my life before? And this is just the next labor layer. I built a bridge. And I feel like that's so important with a lot of people with that. And, and one thing you said as well, like, I mean, with Colin Gallagher International, we're on our way to be a million dollar company. And, and with that, you know, for what purpose? And that's what I asked, like, oh, you have a million dollars. Well, who are you employing? 
what are you giving opportunities for people? Where is part of that money going? Like every percentage of time we make money, a percentage of that goes to an organization that helps impact the world, like helps tow something great. So it's not even just our money, we're investing that back into humanity. So when you're investing in yourself with Colin Gallagher International, you're investing in yourself, the vision, and also back into the world. And that's something I feel like, what is your purpose? What is the reason? Why do you need that much money? What's going on with it? And people don't even think about that. But that's another important thing that I believe is really what brings you there. And that gives you the support. But again, if you do that and you say to the world and declare, this is what I'm doing, but then you don't do that, you're out of integrity and the world's not going to give you those opportunities. Yes, yes, yes. So I just wanted to summarize something you said, because I feel like this is so, so, so important you're talking about the importance of, of the why. Like, why do you do what you do? Why do you want what you want? Like, what, what's underneath that? And anytime you're able to evoke emotion from a vision or a desire, you know it's real. You know it's already making its way into your existence because there's, there's an emotional connection. There's a tie there. And you said you have to declare the vision right? And if you don't do it, you're out of integrity, but that's not enough. After declaring the vision, you need to align yourself with inspired action. Mm -hmm. And the way to gauge whether that's an inspired action or not is to check in with yourself and ask, does this feel good? No. So what would make it feel good? Mm -hmm. What can I do in order to change my perspective, my outlook and, and now you're changing the chemistry in your body, you're raising your vibration, and you're opening up to all the limitless opportunities and possibilities instead of working from a fear space which constricts and it paralyzes. So that that is is super powerful. And I'm so glad you shared that with us. I'm wondering, what advice would you have for any listeners out there that are just stepping into their purpose work and are having a hard time really showing up and, and owning that space? Yeah, I, I feel the thing that I would say, like if I look back and when I talk to a lot of people just in passing and I hear my life or whatever it is, they're like, oh my God, you have half your head shape. What's going on with your life? <laughs> whatever it is that I, uh, you know, the thing I always say when I start talking about my life is, I always chose to follow what felt good. What felt good was traveling. And so there is not an easy solution. There's not like a, I guess, a, a, or I shouldn't say easy. There's not a, a one answer solution of the one thing to do, but you get to choose. That's the, that's the opportunity is you get to feel good. That is your natural state. And so if I could say anything is choose to feel good every time that you can. If you're in a relationship you don't like, if you're in a job you don't like, don't maybe quit it with no no idea of what's going on. I wouldn't suggest that. Like I said, I created aligned action for that to happen. I started one step at a time. I didn't go, I'm just going to do this. Like, you know, I saved money. I did that. I looked at visas. I looked at where I might live. I started applying to jobs. I got an HR company. Like there was aligned action I took, not just, oh, let's just free fall and hope for the best. Like that was not what happened. But, you know, I felt, well, I did what felt good. And, and that's created the results. And, and one thing I like that you said too, I wanted to say, and this is a, this is a good story about just declaring it out there. And this just happened the other day, actually. So you know, I was really, I, there was this person I met, I really wanted to go to dinner with them. And I was like, Oh, my God, you know, all of the things what happens if I text them, and they don't text back, is this too much? You know, and, and I'm like, I'm human, like, that was a, a thing. It was for a really big opportunity or just a good connection. And I was like, you know, what, Colleen, this gets to be that it's already done. And you're just confirming plans. This gets to be that it's already done. And you're just confirming plans. So I messaged him, Hey, it was so great meeting you would love to get dinner. Is there a time that works for you? Of course, what happened? 
happened. That didn't happen, but that felt good. But I did the work to overcome that. I did the work to start doing what felt good. It felt good to go to dinner. Maybe the parts leading up to it, I was like, oh God, er, er, er. but really it felt good. And from that space, I did the work so I could allow myself to feel good. And that's the advice I'd say, like a small example to a large example, but you know, that's, that's the biggest part. And I think that I can definitely resonate with what you just said, because I think so often we get in our own head about like worst case scenario and we start playing out this whole scenario. I call it the what ifs, like what if this, what if that? I just launched a local meetup here in Houston. And it's funny because the day before, or like an hour before the meetup, I was sitting there and I remember texting Sandra and I was like, well, what if no one shows? And then I was like, no, 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 wait. Okay. What if like 200 people show? right? So like you have to, if you're going to talk about the one side of it, talk about the other side. Like what if it does work, right? And I think that that's the thing, like so often we, you know, have this negative self-talk in our head where we just start talking about these limiting things where it's like, well, what if this, what if this, what if, what if? like you're going to figure it out, you're going to keep going. And that's what you said. Like, that's why I love what you said that if you're in aligned action, if you're in this like inspired action mode, it doesn't matter because you're going to make it right. And that's going to end up being part of your story. Exactly. And, and again, the story back to the lens, the perspective that goes to a brand, to a movement, to an evolutionary leader. And, and one thing that you said I like is, doesn't it feel though so good to feel good? Like, just doesn't that feel good to be like, oh yeah, 200 people are going to show up to this. This is going to be so awesome. Like, so good. Like, that just feels good. Like, I don't know. That's not science. Like, I just feel like, don't we like to feel good about ourselves? Don't we like to feel good that we're doing something great? And we get to choose that. That's the greatest thing in the world. And I just, I love that. So I feel that's, that's one thing that it comes through so me, through me so much. And the, the example I said, it's not like these go away. And that's what I feel, Sandra, what you said, like what the viewers to take away that maybe just starting or just doing this, like, just feel good for a little something. Like mine was a dinner. Like maybe you're going to go play volleyball. Like just do the one thing where you give yourself the permission to feel good. And then like back to what I said, connect the dots. And now you let yourself feel good once. What's the next dot? What's the bridge you're building for yourself? And it doesn't need to be like, I'm going to do this massive investment or whatever it is. Like, no, just, you know, one step at a time. And, and before you know it, I mean, I started in January. I couldn't have imagined I'd be around the world twice and doing speaking, podcasts, and play. could you think I could have imagined that? Like, sure, that was in the round, but that was not like, oh my God, I'm gonna start out and be this great. Well, no way. <laughs> like, that's not <laughs> the part of it. Like, you just decided to I did I did what felt good. And that's like I said, that's even in the moments I was uncomfortable, I still chose to do that. Yes, yes, it's simple and like you said, happiness is not based on your circumstance. It's a choice that we have and we have to make that choice, flex that muscle on a daily basis. So that's, that's important. You mentioned something about a bridge, building a bridge. So I'm curious, what are you building a bridge from where to where? I love that. So feeling obviously it changes and evolves because of the the impact and income that results from that. But I mean, really the bridge that I see or the opportunity I see myself as a bridge is really connecting individuals and corporations and government organizations. And I see that there's a big bridge that gets to happen because I see there's a lot of structures that are currently in place that are impacting humanity that individuals are suffering from or individuals are subconsciously impacted from. And so I see myself as a bridge that we get to be one, we get to experience we are one culture and we get to co-create with each other. And so I really see, like I said, it's whether it's 
you are a, a leader in a structural place, you're a leader that's just starting as an entrepreneur, you're a leader that's, you know, wanting to grow your gardening or photography business, it is all connected and it's all our responsibility to show up as that transformational leader and also to shift culture with what we do hold and what we do desire to have. And, and maybe it's not the world, maybe it's just our community, maybe it's just your apartment building, but it doesn't matter the scale. It's just that you are divinely showing up for that. And the bridge that I am is connecting that is that from small to large scale, it's all connected and we're all one. And that's, I want to hit on something that you said that I think is so important. You know, whether you're doing this on a world scale or whether you're doing this, you know, just within your community, you literally have the ability, every single person in this world, everybody listening has the ability to positively impact or affect somebody else's life. And I think that when you choose joy, when you make that choice to be happy, that that can then inspire other people, even in ways that you may never know. And, and I know we've probably all heard it, but let's be honest. You might have heard it before, but how well you implement it. So imagine if you just showed somebody, even if it was a stranger, a little more happiness, a little more joy. You don't know what that's going to do for them. And so whether you're operating on a local scale or a global scale, I think when you make that choice to be happy and you make that choice to show up authentically and choose joy, that there's so much power behind that. I was talking with a guy a couple of weeks ago and he had studied probably all the religions. He had he's, uh, studied so many different religions. And he said, you know what they have in common, Adam? And I actually guessed it. And I said, love. And that's the thing. Like every one of them has the same message around love for humanity. And I think that's so important because, you know, we have the opportunity and the choice here on this earth to choose to be happy. Mm -hmm. And so I read something the other day that said, you know, there's a hundred percent chance you're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> Don't spend 90% of your life caring what other people think. Exactly. Yes. And Colleen, when you said you showed up to to that retreat and there was all these millionaires and you're like, all I have is love. Love is the highest vibration in the entire universe. It's everything. It's why we do what we do as humans. It's intrinsic. It's, it's what we need. It's, it's oxygen. So yeah, to your point, Adam, that is the most important thing. And that's what it all boils down to is just love. Yeah. And, and I love that. And it's, it's so great. Like, and I can even share this as well. My first book I talk about, it's called Love Your Truth. But I say what we're building is the largest, our largest peaceful army of love. And it's the people who divinely care about showing up for themselves. And I say, let's intoxicate the world of love. I wouldn't use that wording probably now, but it shows my evolution as a leader. And, and for the next book that's coming out, Evolutionary Leadership, there'll be similarities. That's still the truth. That it's the largest army, our largest peaceful army of love. And, and people with the stickers or with whatever that are in their purpose of like, you know what, I'm doing my part. I'm choosing to do my part to show up through this love because I know that it matters. Yes, that's an army I can stand for. So <laughs> Colleen, if people want to cross your bridge, if they want to join your army, how do they get more of you? Yep. So you can go to my website, which is www.colleengallagher.co. My Instagram, which is Colleen underscore Gallagher underscore, or my Facebook, I think it's the Colleen Gallagher. And then you can get to my personal Facebook as well. I update them all things. So, um, and LinkedIn, I think, I don't know, I'm on YouTube. There's all the ways. If you search I'm there. We'll, we'll add all those things in the show notes so that people can just click and, and hop over and learn more about you. I am so grateful for you hopping on, spending the time with us and sharing this insight with everyone. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you awesome. so much, Colleen. I am subscribing. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. We will talk to you later. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I know that you could be anywhere doing anything, but I'm incredibly grateful that you decided to spend your time with us. 
We hope that there were some valuable pieces that you took away from this. If you want to catch more of our episodes, then go right now and subscribe. And remember, wherever you are on your journey, keep going and never quit.